Welcome back to That's the Tea. I'm RJ. I'm Ryan. And we are here bringing you football news in the most digestible way possible. Today, Ryan, today. It's a little weird. This is the second little, I guess, podcast that we're recording today. Things are reversed. reversed today. Yes, we did. But as always, every single week, we are here to recap the last week, which was week nine for our week 10 episode and Ryan, it was a very, very, very weird week. Very weird. Cowboys lost to the Donkeys. Uh, what else happened? The Bills lost to the Cats. The Cats, yes, yes. Urban Meyer got his dub. The Detroit Lions didn't lose. Mm-hmm. Jordan Love scored more fantasy points than Patrick Mahomes. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, my God. The Cardinals won with Colt McCoy. Oh, yeah, against against the opposing uh, team. Opposing team, yeah. Yes, against the opposing team. Um, and let's see here. What else happened? The Giants won against their opposing team. Oh, yeah, the Giants won against their opposing team. Yes, oh, yes. Gosh. Was there any other ones? Any other key ones that um The Bengals lost. I mean, the, cat, the other Cats lost, too, I think, right? Other Cats lost. Oh, the Titans. Surprising the Rams. Yeah. That was this week, right? That was this week, just just a bit. Without Derrick Henry. Crazy. Crazy. But what a very odd week. Very odd week. And you know what's the best part? It got even weirder this week to start off week 10. You're right. You're right. It you can't literally... get into it too much, though. But week yeah. 10. Week 10. Literally carried over. But we're going to recap week 9. And one of them, I'm going to go, I guess, like dive right into our injuries. It's Sam Darnold. And originally... I was going to talk about PJ Walker because Sam Darnold, as Ian Rappaport has, I guess, stated, he's expected to miss four to six weeks with a fractured scapula. Mm-hmm. That was pretty bad. So I'm like, okay, PJ Walker time. I had a little bit of analysis, but news broke out today, which I didn't even know. No one was talking about it. I think the last time people were talking about Cameron Newton, Mr. Cam Newton, was when who got injured? Oh, it was it was um, James Winston. Really? Last time I heard, I think they're trying. I think people were like, "Oh, it's Cam Newton's time," and then I think oh, the Saints shut out. it down. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Saints shut He's it getting down. a shot again with the Panthers, but with a different coach this time. No more Ron Rivera. It's going to be Matt Rule, Cameron Newt. Do you start him? Wow. No, not yet. Yeah, you don't. Mm. I don't trust. PJ Walker is the starter for Week Ten, though, so keep that in mind. Um, I think moving forward, he could be a top 12 quarterback. Huh? Really? Yeah. Based off his running ability. Exactly. And okay. the talent around him. And so I guess that's my question for you. How does this affect everyone else? Because Cam Newton, yeah, could be top 12. But let's be honest here. He's probably going to fall between like 14 to 16 consistently. Yeah. But how does this affect I guess like the three major players, CMC, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, moving forward for the next four to six weeks. I don't know because I see, I feel like CMC at best, he stays the same. At worst, he goes down because Cam Newton runs the ball too much. Mm-hmm. So it becomes like a, I don't want to say Baltimore's backfield situation because it's never going to be that bad, but you get my point. Mm-hmm. Um and I think with DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, it's going to be like a week-to-week thing. You don't know who's going to get the ball. 
Because it, it all depends on how much Newen runs the ball. Exactly, exactly. I think, ooh, ooh, I think CMC gets a boost because now you have a quarterback who can kind of, I guess, threaten the defense a little bit more, kind yeah. of frees up the, the box for CMC. It also helps because if Cam Newton's in trouble, he's a very dependent He's very dependent on checking down. Yeah. And CMC literally can eat that up. And that's the problem with DJ Moore, in my opinion, because DJ Moore kind of is that check down guy too. He was for, um, for Sam Darnold. And I don't think Cam Newton can stretch the field anymore. I don't think so. I don't even know if he can make throws anymore. <laughs> I'll probably, I see just because I said that he'll probably be able to make throws and be a top 12 QB. Oof. Okay. If he can outperform, and I hate to say this, but I'm going to say Jacoby Brissett, I would take him in a heartbeat because he can make Jalen Waddle productive. You know what I'm saying? You're right. You're right. So with that being said, I think DJ Moore is still a wide receiver one-ish two. Robbie Anderson, probably a wide receiver three. And CMC's a top three running back moving forward. All right. Yeah. I agree. Oh, for me? With your injuries, yeah. You actually told me about this injury, so I got to give you credit, you know, but Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson both concussed. You you, you want to tell people what happened, like play after play or? Yeah, it was like literally like, I think what happened was, um, I don't know if it's true or not, but so Brian Burns got hurt, right? Yes, yes. Because he still, I heard he still played. Oh, he still played? I don't know if this is true or not. Okay. But apparently he tackled Damien Harris and Ramondre Stevenson at least one more time after he got hurt. He apparently, uh, apparently so he, he could have contributed to that. He, he got his revenge. He got his revenge. He couldn't get Mac Jones, but he got he got the next closest thing. And man, I forget who the Patriots are playing. They are playing Pats get um another the the Browns. The Browns. Oh yeah, they are. Man, that would have been an actually they're a pretty tough run defense. So I guess I'm just going to assume your question. Brandon Bolden or JJ Taylor or none of the above? Yes. Brandon Bolden if you need it. Oh, if you need it. Yeah, because they have to run the ball, but if yeah, if you need it, don't do it if you don't have to. Yeah, it's one of those things where like you don't like. If you have Damian Harris and you decide to handcuff him with Ramondre Stevenson, you start Brandon Bolden. Yes, 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 yes. But if you have no shares of him, do not pick up Brandon Bolden and start him. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But yeah, that, that's the analysis for that. Do you think Jacoby Myers gets his touchdown now? No. <laughs> well, what difference does this make? Hey, okay. You know what? You're, you're, unfortunately, you're right. You are yes. right. Doesn't make any difference. I just, no I difference. hope for the best for Jacoby Myers. He literally has as many touchdowns as I do. But, anyways, <laughs> so you, you have a good case. You should, you should try out. I should. Okay. Let's, let's be real. If we were to try out to be wide receivers for any NFL team right now, what team do you think would pick us up? I think I'm not going to lie. Not just because Jacoby Myers has zero, like as many touchdowns as we do, but I think it's the Pats because Mac Jones doesn't really let it rip. 
you know, and I don't think <laughs> we can let it rip either with our <laughs> speed. So I think we'll be most beneficial to Mac Jones. Like we, I think they'll put us in the role where it's kind of like, we have to take those hospital passes over the middle where it's like five yards <laughs> off, you know, and just I catch see, it, see. hold and pray. I see. I think <laughs> a close number two would be the Saints. Just because they have no one? Just because they have no one. But do you really want to take passes from Trevor Simeon? You could run block for Alvin Kamara. <laughs> uh, but you know, I might be getting bruises on myself. And you really <laughs> think I can run block? So you, you'd rather take a hit by Bobby Wagner oh. than run block against like... <laughs> like jc horn or something like that what makes you think we're capable of run blocking like like blocking for the run i think we can handle a cornerback our size i don't know there's no cornerback our size there's no cornerback that's like five eight or five nine about 150 pounds five ten five eleven maybe we can we could go up against them if we if we go up against richard sherman there's no chance no no i think okay 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 Richard Sherman's not in his prime anymore. I'm not scared of him. Oh, yes, I see. Yeah. I just beat him with the curl because he plays he, too soft coverage. Yeah, he, man, he plays like 10 it. yards off the ball. <laughs> <laughs> they tell everyone to man up and he's still 10 yards back. Yeah, he's the only guy that's standing, like, you know, what is it, like horizontal where his, his butt is towards the sidelines and he's just watching the quarterback 10 yards off while everyone else is impressed with him. It's crazy, <laughs> Why he still thinks he can do that? Because the thing is, he doesn't have the quickness and acceleration to, you know, cut up anymore. To do anything, yeah. He never had the speed to begin with. <laughs> yeah, and then he pulled his hammy because <laughs> he couldn't oh, get Richard burned. Sherman. Oh man, good guy though, good guy. But very well. Spoken. Gonna gonna transition to reading the tea leaves and back to back weeks of it being a little special, um, because week nine was so interesting weird crazy i have the top 12 wide receivers of week nine and they are in order and i guess our little game today is to figure out like one excuse me are they are they worth a waiver wire pickup are they worth being rostered and number two are they players that you should be starting moving forward especially because bye weeks are coming up and of course the fancy playoffs are just around the corner actually yeah, yeah. Rip to the players who are not in the middle of the pack of the league. Yeah, it's it's looking pretty, pretty grim now. Yeah, it, it is. It is. If you're, I feel like for fancy football at this point, if you're not near the first, you're definitely last. Yeah, I, I and it's weird because one of our leagues, everyone's in the middle except like two players. Yes, correct. Yeah, so. Anything can still happen, but it's kind of like you got to start winning out now. Exactly. Exactly. But that being said, let's move on to the wide receiver one of week nine. And did you did you think Elijah Moore with eight targets, seven receptions, 84 yards and two touchdowns would be here right now as a number one wide receiver? He was the first wide receiver to play for the week and he never he never went down. Ah. Without a doubt, I've seen the thing is, I don't know if I ever thought he would be number one mm-hmm. out of 12, but mm-hmm. I definitely, he was definitely a sleeper. Mm-hmm. And he actually popped off. I think 
to answer your questions earlier, though, I think Zach Wilson plays and Elijah Moore did not pop off. Mike White, not the American author, plays and Elijah Moore pops off. So Mm -hmm. I think Zach Wilson is still nursing his knee. So I think skies are blue for Elijah Moore. And if you if, if my analysis is wrong, keep in mind that Elijah Moore will only get like what more comfortable as the season goes on, whether or not Wilson starts or White starts. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I even picked him up in one league for nine bucks. You picked him up. Yes. Would you ever start Elijah Moore? I would. Nice. OK. Would you? Yes, I think so. And, yeah. Um, three games in a row with at least six targets. The only concern is like what you said, Zach Wilson coming back and Corey Davis hasn't been playing recently. So it's kind of like that balance of like, how will he fit in the offense when the offense is changing moving forward down the stretch? But who knows if Zach Wilson is going to play anymore, given how good Mike White is. Fantastic player. Very fantastic player. The next one up is a player that I thought was going to be pretty good, pretty fantastic coming out of the first round. But honestly, do you think he's the worst wide receiver out of the bunch? It's Devonta Smith. There's potential that he's the worst as of right now, but I think he will have another week where he lands in the top 12. I mean, that is why he's 87% rostered in Yahoo leagues. People drafted him high and held on to him because they believe in Jalen Hurts and Devonta Smith. I mean, did you see how Devonta Smith was coaching up Jalen Hurts on the sideline? On like, or not, not even on the sidelines. It was during like right after the play. Total exactly. How to throw it. <laughs> and then guess what? Jalen Hurts actually responded. He threw it better. Right. And I feel like that connection's only gonna get better over time. And you know what else gets better over time? Their schedule. They actually have a pretty soft schedule coming in um after this week, after their game against the Chargers. The only problem with him, targets are inconsistent. Yeah. But I mean. Jalen Hurts is a, is a growing quarterback. Devonta Smith has the talents to be very good. Has he met expectations yet? No. But I think he could definitely be a top 12 wide receiver. You just won't know when. And that's the problem. Mm-hmm. I agree. So I'm going to move down to the wide receiver three of the week. And you're laughing. Because Olamia, oh my God, Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. Olamita Zacchaeus. Yeah. Olamide is a case. And I, I have to read his stat line. Three targets, <laughs> three receptions, 58 yards, and two touchdowns for 20.8 fantasy points. Right? He answered, when he, he answered. No, 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 no. In a good way. He, he answered when he was called upon. Okay. Every time he was called upon, he answered. You know, honestly, you're not wrong. Yeah. I mean, that's a hundred percent catch rate. Very true. Okay. So gonna I actually gonna answer the same questions, but my counter argument is, or not my counter argument, my follow-up question is would you rather roster him or Russell Gage moving forward? Oh, easy. So I, I mentioned him as like a 1A boom pick, remember? In in mm-hmm. uh, in the preview mm-hmm. episode. And I think Russell Gage is clearly the better player at, at this point in time. And yeah, so that, that's the answer to your question. I think gotcha. it's Russell Gage. Mm-hmm. Is, he and, worth, is the chaos worth rostering, and would you ever start him ever? No, don't roster him, don't start him. Because the thing is, I think everyone thinks this is, this is an afterthought already, but there's still a chance that Ridley could come back. Because like mm-hmm. he's on the, the non-football injury list or whatever, but I feel like you cannot count him out just yet. 
That's why I actually picked him up in one of our leagues. Yeah. I thought I I thought it was gonna be more competitive. I believe that if this team is still competitive moving down near the end of the season, Calvin Ridley can come back. Exactly. That's why I think what you did could be a sneaky pick, but I think there's not a lot of competition for Calvin Ridley is because no one expects the Falcons to still be competitive. That's true. Tough division, but still they're playing really, really well. It's hard for me to, I guess, kind of count them out. Um, But I agree with you. If you don't want to roster Russell Gage, you don't want to roster Zacchaeus. I'm just going to leave it at that. Russell Gage is the better player and Mm -hmm. he is number one wide receiver. On yeah. the Falcons. Actually, I'd give that to Cordero Patterson, but that's a conversation for another time. Number four, a player that you told me you had to research, and I did too, to be honest. Malik. It's it's, it's Malik Turner. Malik Turner. Man. Who is this? I didn't even know what team he played for. I thought he was, I thought he was playing for the Packers for some reason. Because there's a guy that has like a very similar name to him, to Malik you know, Turner. I had to search him up. And double check if I was looking at the right profile on Yahoo Fantasy because the right profile. This is the guy in the Cowboys, right? Yes, correct. Okay, yeah, because the right profile, the guy in the Cowboys, this guy, zero percent roster, and I was like, wait, <laughs> is it this guy that you put on this list or not? And then I had to check, and I was like, okay, yeah, it's definitely this guy. Yeah, Malik Turner, seven targets, five receptions, thirty-three yards, two touchdowns. Wow, Ryan. Wow, <laughs> just wow. wow. Ryan, I'm, we're going to keep this one short. He played 29% of the snaps, and I, I'm just going to give you three names, and then our, our analysis is done. Lamb, Cooper, last but not least, Gallup. Oh, Gallup. Oh, I, mean, I even mentioned Cedric Wilson. <laughs> because who, no one knew who Malik was. Trust me, after this performance, people still didn't know who, who this guy was. We didn't know. We didn't well, at know. least, you know, I mean, we should now because look at his stat line. But yeah, I wouldn't roster him. He's not even worth the name to file away. Save those, save those post-its. Yeah. If, if you have a free spot, go roster a second defense or a speculative player like a Sony Michelle or like a handcuff or something like that. Like a handcuff. Or like our next player. Tim Patrick, <laughs> you laughed. Five targets, four receptions, 85 yards, one touchdown, good for 18 and a half fantasy points. Ryan, I'll start with, with my analysis just a yeah, little bit. You started off. Tim Patrick is the field stretcher yes. for the Broncos. And he's very good at what he needs to do. Yes. He, he's like a, he's like Zacchaeus. You know, when his name gets called on, he does the job very well, but his... His role is just very niche, so it's hard to really, I guess, figure out constant production for yeah. him. Yeah. And so 18 yards per catch, a problem. He's not the number one or the number two on his offense. I agree. Tim Pat, Tim Patrick is a tough one for me. Uh, I would say if you have an extra roster spot, hold on to him and maybe don't pick up that extra defense. But as I wrote that, I thought about it there's a problem here because you don't know when to start him. Like you. you would only start him when your hand is forced. And then you're just going to like pray that this is his week. But I guess the bottom line is though, is that he does have value. So you, like you can't not roster him, but it's like a waste of a roster spot in a way. Yeah. And 
you bring up a really good point. This this is something that like oh, I feel like a lot of casual fantasy football players need to like understand, and that there's no if you're not planning to start that player, if just you don't even know when you're going to start him, just drop him. He's yeah. he's not worth the roster spot. He's just going to sit there forever. Exactly right, and then you're going to miss out on potentially other positions, potentially other handcuffs and stuff like that. My counter argument for Tim Patrick though is. If Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton goes down, Tim Patrick immediately becomes a flex option. Potentially a wide receiver too. Potentially wide receiver too. But until then, he can sit at the end of benches on rosters for fantasy football. Yes. Moving on to someone who I don't think should be on benches anymore. Cordero Patterson. I don't think he was ever on the bench. Okay, maybe I benched him a couple of times. <laughs> well, I don't know why you benched him a couple of times. Okay. You, if you really want to talk, I mean, are you going to bench Kamara? No. You're going to bench Mixon? No. Then am I going to bench Diva? Flex. No. Am I going flex. to bench? Am I going to bench uh, DJ Moore? No. Yes. 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 DJ okay, Moore, no good. When, this was back when Sam Darnold was pretty good. Yeah, for three games. Yep. Mm-hmm. And week then, one, week two, week three, three and zero. Oh. Hot start. Can, hot start, right? I think my problem with Coral Patterson was I was waiting for his game that he was going to fall off. But at this point, I'm just drinking the Kool-Aid now. I'm enjoying it. You kind of have to. Well, is it really Kool-Aid or is it just reality? Real production coming out of Corderell Patterson. It kind of is. Six targets, six receptions, 126 receiving yards. He did rush for nine times for 10 rushing yards, which was okay. It's less than, that's like what, a little bit more than one yard per attempt. But it was against the, the Saints defense. So they're pretty good defense. I really like Corderell because a, a player like this, I love a lot. And it's because you can start him every week expecting at least 11 to 15 points. So he's reliable as anybody else, but on some weeks he'll surprise you in a good way because he could pop off for 20. High floor. I love this High player. ceiling. Right? Yeah. And it's because of his flexibility as both a running back and a wide receiver. He's literally like the Lamar Jackson. What's his third position? He's he's either you know he's just um, wide receiver or running back. He can play in both. So how players. so what was his quote? Did you, did you see his quote? Oh, he's a kick returner. Oh, uh, kick returner. Got he's, it. Got it. His okay. primary position. Oh yeah, yeah. His original position. Yeah. Can you believe that? He could get you points with that too. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Crazy. I just love how he's the, the floor is very high. Yes, he's one of the very few players with a really high with floor. The double and- digit floor. Yeah, and he's 30 years old, and people worry about age. I mean, like, you also have to understand that for five five years of his career, he didn't play. He touched the ball, like, what, six, 16 games? He probably caught, like, four kick returns per game. I mean, you can do the quick math. He has less than that's, – that's about, like, what, 150 touches? That's how many Derrick Henry gets in, in one year. Yeah, this is basically his sophomore season. He played on the yeah. Pats, and he played here. That's basically it. Yeah. And he's a big guy. He's really, he's like, what, 6'2", 6'3", playing running back? He's like Latavius Murray. Yeah, I think 6'2", but I think he's, st- like, stocky, too. Or not not mm. stocky, but, like, built. He's built, yeah. And yeah. He, we just had a conversation earlier. He, he's built, and he shows it. Like, yes, yes. You can, you can see, see every pound, just like Tyreek. Tyreek like is, like, Tyreke. 200 pounds. You see every pound of that. Exactly. For a small body. guy. Oh, yeah. Definitely, definitely. But, yeah. Don't put him on your bench. 
start him every single week until otherwise, especially because Calvin Ridley is out. Someone has to play wide receiver and it's this guy. And when Mike and when Mike Davis plays bad, someone has to play running back. And it's also this guy. Yes. Too good. Too, too good. Our next player, Donovan Peoples Jones. DPJ. DPJ. When you can't have OBJ, you replace him with DPJ. DPJ. Three targets, two receptions, 86 yards, and one touchdown. Ryan, okay. you picked him up in a league. And yeah. I, I looked at it and I'm like, man, that is that was a weird move. And then I was like, you know what? That's a good move. I picked him up last week. You, you were ahead of the curve. Yeah. So I see with Donovan Peoples-Jones, I put him in the Tim Patrick category where you roster him if you have an extra spot. But I feel like with DPJ, you can be a little bit more confident in starting him because he's the number two on that offense, not the number three like Tim Patrick. Uh, the only problem is, though, it's, the, it's a run first offense. And I'm sure he can get at least one more top 12 performance with the volume he might get in a shootout where the Browns cannot run the ball as much. Because it's Jarvis Landry and then Donovan Peoples-Jones. The only thing stopping DPJ from scoring is that stupid rushing attack. They're really good, stupid rushing attack. And yeah. I think the good part about Donovan Peoples-Jones, which is a plus, is that Jarvis Landry and DPJ do completely different things yes. on the field. He's it's the completely field different heights, too. Yeah, Jarvis Landry is the, is the check down. Yeah. And Baker needs both of them to be a really good quarterback if he can still be a really good quarterback. And I think Donovan Peoples-Jones could be a flex option moving forward because I think the Browns are going to be competitive. I mean, they're fighting for the number one for the to be the top in the AFC North. They're all tied right now in like five and three and five and four. Yeah. So for anyone. So they'll they'll be playing a lot of competitive games moving forward. So I just next, I, um, it's just his targets worry me a little bit. When it's not a shootout, then it's like, mm-hmm. look, the three targets, it's a little worrisome. Little worries. Okay. Yeah. Very true. Moving on to wide receiver eight. And we're going to combine him with wide receiver nine. It's oh, Justin yeah. Jefferson. And Keenan Allen, Justin Jefferson, five targets, three receptions, 69 yards, one TD, 11 rushing yards, and one very interesting run block for Dalvin Cook. <laughs> Windmilling it, yes. Yep. Thank you for that visual re- presentation, Ryan. That reminds you. That's remind me. And Keenan Allen, 13 targets, 12 receptions, 104 yards, 16.4 fantasy points. It was his best game of the year. And my argument is that Justin Jefferson probably had one of his worst if he didn't have a touchdown, so back-to-back really tough weeks. Ryan, if you had to pick Justin Jefferson or Keenan Allen the rest of the season, who would you pick and why? Keenan Allen. And I would pick Keenan Allen just because I trust that offense more. I think week in and week out, I think for the past two weeks you've been hearing me say this, I still haven't figured it out. I don't know what's wrong with the Vikings. Like Mm -hmm. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like They have the weapons, but their record never shows year after year. And it's always like the same storyline. Oh, they're trying to make it into the playoffs. Will they get the wild card? Like every year, it's like, well, you just do, do better. Just do better, right? And it's, I don't know who the offensive coordinator is. I need to go back and look. But I think they're slowly addressing the issues. Because last week, they were like, okay, we need to get Dalvin Cook more involved. And then guess what? And Dalvin Cook might not said, even play anymore, though. Okay, there's a lot going on. That, that is why you go for Keenan Allen. You know, but then what if that frees up for Justin Jefferson for more? Because he, 
I heard that the offensive coordinator wanted to get him more involved. And I think it's one of those, like, what, squeaky wheel gets the oil or something? Like, I like think so. does that mean, like, the hot hand gets fed? It's, uh... Or, or what is... No, no, that, that doesn't work. That doesn't make sense because he's not the hot hand right now. I think it's, like, uh... Like, if he, like, you know, if like, they kind of say something, like, oh, like, maybe you should, like, go attend to it. You know what I'm saying? Ah, uh, okay, like okay. If you notice a okay. problem, they're going to try to fix got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. Yes. So, they're noticing the problem right now. They they said that, you know, five targets is not enough. And I think it's really true. But Keenan Allen's floor, it's just, it's just always been so good. My only problem is that I think Mike Williams is more of a threat than Adam Thielen is. Yes, yeah, he is. So I would still go Justin Jefferson. Okay, it's okay. close. It's close, right? Okay. Yeah. I only like Keenan Allen because I like that offense a little more, so I'm more confident in them scoring. Oh, that's true though. They're gonna be more competitive. But yeah. Next up, number 10, Marquise Brown. And I think before this week, before week 10, I was more confident with Marquise Brown. 12 targets, nine receptions, 116 yards. Yeah. Now, Ryan, after watching week 10, how do you feel about Marquise Brown? He's a very frustrating player, in my opinion. Therefore, I never draft him or anything with him. Like, I just don't have this man. Mm -hmm. Um, My analysis on this man is that he is like Tyreek Hill from years past, or even this year, too, where he'll get you good games. You just don't know when. But you can't not start him if you draft it or have him on your team. Mm -hmm. So, like, he's... Because the problem is, is that... Tyree Kill included, he's they're both very capable of putting up five points for you in a game and only five points. But then there are other games that where they'll put up a lot. The difference between Brown and Tyreek, though, is that Tyreek can put up 40. Marquise Brown, I don't think he can put up 40. So I think you just have to get lucky, too, because Baltimore is like a run first offense as well. So I, I just don't like Marquise Brown. I, I would say trade him, but it's too late. Ooh. Well, in some leagues, it's not. Oh, then trade him because I, I don't like Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown, as a player I, in real life, it's okay, but fantasy, I don't know. I think before Rashad Bateman became a thing, he was it was clear cut number one. He was the one. Yeah, Watkins was the two. Now I don't even know if he could be the one A. I think Bateman's creeping up to be the one A to play like the true X. And mm. then we're talking about this earlier. And then Marquise Brown can literally just do his job, which is be the field stretcher, be more deep. Because just again, run past people. Run past. Time and time again, we watch week 10. We, I don't know if we should be talking about it. Third down. They throw it to Marquise Brown. He can't get the job done. Can't catch it. He can't. But Rashad Bateman has the best hands on the team. Maybe next to, to Mark Andrews. And I think, you know, maybe they start using him a little bit more and then they expand on his role, then what Marquise, what is Marquise Brown? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, true, true. So I agree with you. If you can trade him, trade him. Tough player, tough player. Very true. But yeah, I'm going to talk about wide receiver 12 because it's kind of obvious that he's on this list. Cooper Cup, 13 targets, 11 receptions, 95 yards, 14 and a half fantasy points. No touchdown, but he still cracks the top 12. That's how good he is. Mm -hmm. But wide receiver 11, who outscored him, barely. Eight targets, six receptions, 89 yards, one touchdown. Brandon Ayuk. You're, you're the man from the opposing team. The man on the opposing team, Ryan. How do you feel about Brandon Ayuk moving forward now? Pretty good. However, 
I'm unsure about another top 12 performance, but I would definitely roster him and categorize him as a little bit more than a, just a speculative ad. I think this is a situation where you hold and see what happens. Then maybe you can get a good three to five good games out of him towards the end of the season. If his production starts ramping up. I think so. There are like two, two or three ways that you can kind of look at this. Number one, <clears throat> As a Debo Samuel, I guess someone that rosters Debo Samuel, I'm not worried about Brandon Ayuk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In fact, I'm more, I'm happy. Because now I don't have to watch Jimmy Garoppolo force it to Debo Samuel in triple coverage on third down. Yes, yes. When you could go and check it down to Brandon Ayuk and get a first down, and then there's more opportunities for Debo Samuel. So what I mean by that is that I feel like both Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle can all be very good fantasy football assets moving forward. Yeah. Like what you mentioned, who knows if Brandon Ayuk even has a good game again moving forward, but I think it's trending in the right direction. And yeah. if you have Debo Samuel, this is like my little tip for whoever listens to this. I would trade for Brandon Ayuk. Because if anything happens to Debo Samuel, it's Brandon Ayuk. It's the Brandon Ayuk show, just like last year, right? So just something to oh. consider moving forward yeah okay. yeah i like that something spicy but yeah um have a little bit more to talk about we're gonna breeze through it a wide receiver that didn't make it on the list was obj but man did things heat up for obj he's playing for the rams now and ryan just some quick thoughts and then we'll move on to the charity fantasy league who wins who loses and where do you rank um cooper cup robert woods OBJ and Tyler Higby moving forward. Hey, Matthew Stafford. Oof. I think everyone takes a hit besides Matthew Stafford. And, I, and I'm sure I don't even have to explain why. Um, <laughs> Robert Woods, uh, it's tough because the thing is, you have to, I think when you watch the film, you still don't know. Is OBJ the problem or was Baker the problem? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to say Baker was the issue. Okay, this and I Baker fan. Yes, yes. I, I think Baker just didn't want to throw him the ball. <laughs> I, I think OBJ comes with this more diva personality, and I think Baker, you know, just didn't vibe or something with it or something. I, I really don't know what happened, but I think OBJ comes on this team. Cooper Cup remains the number one because he has breakfast with Matthew Stafford. OBJ comes in, takes the number two spot, and then Robert Woods will go down to the number three spot, which is kind of sad for Robert Woods owners, but it's whatever. It's funny because I think all three, I think Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, OBJ will be productive. I think the people that take hits is probably going to be Van Jefferson the most. Yeah, but it's kind of it's but it's kind of like was Van Jefferson even being started in leagues? Well, he wasn't being started in leagues, but I mean he was still taking like five to six targets in the offense. You're right. You're right. So then now OBJ gets it. Yeah. OBJ gets it. And then maybe a a little bit less from Cooper cup who gets like 12 or 13 targets. I think so. Because the thing is OBJ will get Van Jefferson's targets and then he'll probably do something with it more than what Van Jefferson was able to do. And they'll keep feeding him too. Exactly. So I think Cooper Cup loses three, Robert Woods loses like one or two. Like it's just all going to even out at the end. Like they're all just going to have eight to nine targets per game. Yeah. So therefore Cooper Cup's and Robert Woods value will go down. 
but OBJ's yes. value will go up. Will go up. I, so yeah, that's yeah. that's our analysis for that. So we're OBS is very happy. OBS is very happy. Yes, you know yes. who else is really happy, right? We are. We won. We won. We won. Our healthy team finally produced as it should have. We won 138 to 130 to the lateral show, who I think rash show. Oh boy, oh boy. Yeah, kind of. Not really. We're moving up. And two good things I want to talk to you about. Number one, we were the second highest scoring team for the week. Expected it. Number two, six teams don't make it to the playoffs. Eight teams make it to the playoffs in this league. And we are 10. Wait, wait, there's 14 teams in this league? There's 12. So two, the top two teams get a bye. Oh, 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 so instead, oh, you're saying instead of six, eight will make it. Yes. Got it. Okay, okay. So we have a legit chance right now. Unfortunately, we're playing the number one team, but we're projected to beat him by like 10 or 15 points already. He started Salvan Ahmed. He had oh, oh the, the Dolphins guy. The Dolphin, yeah. He also yeah, started, yeah. Um, you know, classic. He started uh, with Jason Sanders. Oh, scored 10, 10 points and uh Marquise Brown and Jalen Waddle couldn't do that, but it's okay. Um <laughs> our bad decision that we made last week was that we started Joe Burrow because we would have scored more points had we left him on our bench because he scored us negative 0.62 points for us. No, it's okay. It's okay. A dub's a dub. What what rank are we right now? Nine? Hopefully. We are tenth right now. But we need teams... to move up two spots. Two spots. Yes. And I think team seven through like 10 were, were like all like either three and six or four and five. Oh, we're chilling, dude. We're chilling. We can sneak into the playoffs. We're gonna we have a really good in. team. Yeah. Start, start, start thinking about which charity you want to donate to. Oh yeah. hundred percent. We, we definitely should. If we're knocking off, if we're projected to score that much more than with the first place team, like yeah. who else can beat us? I don't know. That's just my, my opinion. I think we're in good hands, but yeah, that's all I had, Ryan. That's all I had as well. So to everyone that has made it this far, thank you for listening. And may the football gods bless your team with more wins this year. We'll catch you guys again next week when we review week 10 of the NFL regular season. And that's the T. And that's the T. Take care, y'all. I like it.